Hello everyone, my name is Major and welcome to episode 5 of The Heat Code. Now today is a Heat Code first. We are recording a podcast after the Miami Heat have lost. It has not happened in our first four episodes, but we knew it would happen eventually, and here we are. Unfortunately, we lost the game against the Milwaukee Bucks by one off a Drew Holiday game winner with like 1.9 seconds left. But how we got there was absolutely brutal. Start of the first quarter, the Heat once again start out really, really slow. And it's kind of what I was mentioning earlier in episode four when I was talking about the Spurs, if you can't start out really bad against a good team because it could come back to bite you in the back. And this is exactly what it did. We did end up taking a sizable lead, and we should have won it. We were up like 14 points in the fourth quarter. Um, with around eight minutes left, definitely should win that game. But when you play that bad to start a game and then you play even worse to end the game, it doesn't really matter what you do in the middle. And that showed. Um, Overall, just the end was terrible. We even had a four-point lead with 30 seconds left, and we had the ball, and we still managed to lose that. Um, We didn't even shoot a single free throw, so... That's even worse. It's not even like we just had to make free throws. We didn't get to the point where we could make free throws. Um, Tyler just passed it to Chris Middleton, who walked into a three in transition, cut it to one, and then we had the terrible ending um, on the final possession. Or For some reason, Gabe Vincent is passing it in. He should be one of the guys cutting. He's a quick, fast guard. And he's like perfect in the fourth quarter on free throws. So he's like exactly who you want to be shooting the free throws, not passing it in. Um, Since he is smaller, he had trouble seeing the passing lanes. Now they were very tight windows, but if he had a taller person passing it in, they might be able to make those passes. But he did end up getting it into Jimmy. Jimmy got elbowed straight in the face and they didn't call a foul. Um, That would have changed probably the outcome of the whole game. Um, But... Him and Giannis ended up in a tie-up. Giannis obviously wins that tip, and then Drew Holiday just ducks his shoulder into Gabe, making a good, strong drive. Um, Nothing Gabe could do about it. And that is how the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Miami Heat. Um, Good news is we still have the number one seed. We're still 1.5 games up, um, three ahead of Milwaukee specifically. Jimmy Butler had by far his worst offensive game of the season that I can remember. He was solid on defense, but wasn't anything spectacular on defense, and his offense was just absolutely terrible. You can tell Jimmy had a really bad offensive game when you look at his free throw numbers. He only got to the free throw line once, shooting two free throws. So that's how you know Jimmy wasn't feeling himself tonight. He shot two for 14, had six points. Only three rebounds and only two assists. So another thing you'll sometimes see with Jimmy is even if he's not scoring a lot or shooting bad, he'll still rack up the assist. That was not even happening tonight. So Jimmy Butler basically was non-existent on offense and was hurting the team on offense. Now, there's some narrative coming around that Jimmy should not have been put back into the game and should not have been on the floor. I personally completely disagree with that. I think no matter what, we need our best player on the floor. And at the end of the day, you just got to trust your best players to win you the game. Fortunately, it didn't happen today. But, 
Maybe in the future it'll change. I think you just have to trust your best players no matter what. I would rather have Jimmy Butler on an off night than Caleb Martin or Max Struess on a good night, Um, but that's just me personally. Now, the best player in the game for the Miami Heat on offense was definitely Tyler Hero. He had it going. Um, He was 11 for 21 um, overall, 6 for 10 on threes. He had 30 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists. So overall, a really good game for him. Now, he did have some costly turnovers at the end, and other people on Twitter and social media were saying they can't put any blame on him. But I personally disagree. You can acknowledge that someone had a great game, and we definitely needed everything from him. But if you want to hold him accountable and help him improve and be the player that we all think Tyler Hero can be, you can't just give him a pass because he did stuff good earlier in the game. His turnover to Chris Middleton was just truly awful, and that honestly did change some of the complexion of the game. Now, not saying it's all remotely his fault. He was definitely the reason we were even in it, but he does need to get his late-game ball control under control if he wants to continue to develop as a player. And Sometimes he seems like he freaks out and doesn't know what to do, and he starts thinking and he overthinks and then tries to do something that's not there. Um, We've seen it happen multiple times in the season. But he has proven over the course of his short career that he does learn quickly. Um, So I'm hoping he can use this little adversity to learn and then come around playoff time, he's more comfortable at the later game, especially if they're blitzing multiple defenders at him. He can just swing it, make the easy play. Don't try to make some crazy play. Because Jimmy, on his turnover, seemed to be open for an easy little pass, and he was trying to pass it somewhere else. He just passes that to Jimmy. We still have the ball with around 17 seconds left, up by four. Um, Obviously, that's a big difference than Chris Middleton getting the steal and pulling up for three. Um, But like I said, can't blame it all on Tyler at all. You just want to hold him accountable to help him grow. Amazing game from Tyler other than those late turnovers, though, so I was really happy with his game. To bring in a little bit more of a happy tone to the podcast, I think this game proved a couple things. First, I think it proved the Heat are better than the Bucks. Now, I know they won, and I know the late game was terrible and the start was also terrible, but honestly, that second quarter and most of the third quarter, um, and honestly, even most of the fourth quarter, the Heat looked like the better team. We're well on our way to a blowout victory. Eight minutes left, up by 14, like I said. That definitely should become a win nine out of ten times. Um, Unfortunately, this was the one out of ten times that the team squanders it. Now, another reason why I think this game is a good argument for why the Heat are better is that Kyle Lowry was also not playing. So we're missing an uber-important player on our team, um, and Kyle Lowry, our starting point guard, and it's not necessarily what he brings in like the stat sheet. It's everything he brings outside of that. You can definitely tell the difference in the offense when he's on there versus when he's not. They seem a lot more calm and controlled when he's out there. Um, and even, I'm saying this after Gabe also had a good game. So Gabe Vincent had a good game. And people are saying, oh, do you really expect Kyle to make that big of a difference? Yes, I personally do. 
Um, first off, Drew can't drive on Lowry as easily as he can on Gabe. Now, Gabe is a really good defender in a lot of situations, but Holiday just took him into the weight room at the end. Everyone knows you can't do that to Kyle Lowry. He's pretty thick. He's hard to move in the block. And I think Lowry has the ball towards the end, so it eliminates some of those turnovers that we had. Lowry typically takes really good care of the ball, so I think that would help. Now, the second point I want to make is the Heat have the best bench in the NBA. And it's not even just the bench. It's overall the supporting cast for the superstars. I mean, Duncan Robinson hit five threes. We got P.J. Tucker. Everyone knows what he does. Lockdown defense and hits a corner three every time he takes it. We have Caleb Martin, who's a spark plug, always makes good plays, always energizes the team. He's always seeming to, to put his fingerprints on the game. So I love to see that. Max Struess, if he gets going, I mean, there's honestly not many shooters better than him, especially when he's hot. He never just makes one. Like I've mentioned before, if he makes one three, you can always expect at least a second. Um, and then we have all the other guys, even Omar Yurtsevin. I mean, even if he's not playing too much whenever he does come in, most of the time he makes a good impact. And obviously you got Tyler Hero off the bench. Um, so you had all these guys that contribute. It's not like they're just out there playing. They actually make genuine contributions to us winning games. And that makes me confident. A game in March does not define who the NBA champions are going to be. Now it can help you figure out what your team is and help prepare for the playoffs. So it's not completely insignificant. But this definitely showed us some things that we are good at and things we are bad at, um, which is good. So we can still improve. We're the number one seed in the East still. We can improve. We can get better and hopefully be in our final form for the playoffs and just really show everyone what Miami Heat basketball is about. And if you're a Miami Heat fan that's as disappointed in this game as I am, I'm sure you can hear it in my voice some, I'll leave you with one last thought. The Bucks broadcast was calling this a signature win. Apparently a signature win over the Miami Heat is a game where they gift it to the Bucks on the Bucks' home floor without Kyle Lowry, our starting point guard. If that doesn't show you how scared the Bucks are of the Miami Heat, then I don't know what else I could tell you. If that doesn't get you energized for the playoffs and let you realize that people know we're a scary team and any win against us, full strength or not, is a signature win, then there's nothing else I can say to get you pumped up for this Heat team. And with that being said, thank you for listening. Share it with your friends. Follow me on Twitter at major underscore passins or at the heat code. Let me know what you think, and I'll see you all next time. Let's go heat.